The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble! You're watching Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books and your live weekly conversation about entertainment and pop culture. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from Fantastic Forum Studios, Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll hope you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. First, he is our riddle. Inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs, you don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Form, our nigh and vulnerable brawler, and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? And as for myself, my name's Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Form once again. Uh, shout out to Oz, who is not here at the moment. He might show up, but he may not. Either way, we miss you, Oz. Hope to have you back on the show soon. So come on through. Um, yeah, we got a great show for you today. Uh, we are going to be talking to you all about Loki. We're going to be talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe connected Disney Plus series, Loki, which premiered actually today. Which, you know, we don't usually talk about stuff like the day it comes out, uh, or at least very seldom. But we're going to do it for Loki. Uh, and we're also going to bring you uh, a review of the trials of Loki. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> all, all of a sudden, I'm like, but I, I blanked on the name, even though like I looked at the book like just a moment ago. But anyway, yeah. Trials of who? Huh? Yeah. It's Marvel Tales, Trials of Loki. Well, I, I thought it was the other way around. Hmm. I was going to say Trials of Loki, Marvel Tales. Even though I do agree, Marvel Tales is like usually like, I know in the past I've seen Marvel Tales and then it'll be like Marvel Tales like Thor. Like it does it for different characters. This one, I don't know. It Like Marvel Tales is definitely a part of it, but it felt like it was after, but I don't know. Yeah, Should it is. Be Marvel Tales, Trials of Loki? No, it's after. Okay. But you didn't say it either way. I agree. I was getting there. And like I blanked on the title of the book. So, you know, I was like, wait a minute, reset, reset. But I, I almost met, went with Marvel Presents, even though that's a whole different series. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there it is. Charles and Loki, Marvel Tales, number one, uh, which recounts uh actually this what we're gonna review is uh basically covering the Loki series from is it 2010? Yeah, 2010. Okay, the 2010 Loki series. Uh, yeah, the, the the four issues of that. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about that as well. And, of course, whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. Uh, but before we do all that, uh, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, who without him, this show would not exist. So thank you, Scott Rubin. Hope you're doing well. Good, sir. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Yeah. And... um. I guess we should go ahead and tell you how it is you can get down with Fantastic Forum, right? Now sounds like the right time. Let's go.
Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join a Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. You know, Larry, the um, intern has been complaining that since she filed the complaint with Herbert, our HR guy, that you've been retaliatory to her, like avoiding her. And she doesn't like wow. that. that. That's actually a big financial liability on our organization if you keep oh, doing it. I'm just mad that our HR guy is named Herbert. Yeah, well, HR. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Like, I'm like, I, I, I was with you. I was like, I look, like, it's Herbert with no E. Yeah, look, and now he's because <laughs> you're making fun of his name. Hey, I, I didn't spell it like that. His mom did that to him. <laughs> Her, Herbert with all with with with, with no vowels. <laughs> so, you know, oh, lo and behold, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it it it's our friggin' intrepid senior reporter, the man that's next in line for the cow, our resident Dark Knight detective. It's Oz. I forgot how all this equipment works. I know. <laughs> you've been you've been away for so long, Oz. We missed you. I was just I was just lamenting about you not being here. Oh, well, here I am. Yay! He has come. The Oz the Oz has come in. Uh, the, the happy Oz belated was... birthday, by the way, too, Oz. <laughs> Look, he's frozen with glee. <laughs> Like he literally froze, froze in glee. Hey, it happens. It happens. I've been there. Uh, I've been while there. while he's like that, frozen. Uh, what I was gonna say, also in addition to what the intern says on how to get in touch with us, you can also hit us up in the comments, such as this dude, uh, and Baldwin forty five, who uh, chose to um. To correct us on some of our information that we gave last week's episode on Red Sonia. And uh, I shared the screen with you guys, if you guys could bring it up real quick. There we go. And it says, uh, Nballman45, in our comment section from last week's episode, the Gail Simone thing is a motion comic, not really a cartoon. Gail's run at Dynamite. Gail's run was at Dynamite, but there were, there were nonstop Sonia series before, so... I wouldn't give her credit for keeping Sonia going. Most of Gail's readers dropped Sonia as soon as she left. Also, Sonia isn't always bisexual. Some writers have her as lesbian, but she's still straight both under most. Palmiotti and Connor haven't committed one way or another, but it looks like their Sonia is heterosexual. Okay. But yeah. Well, if she's sometimes a lesbian and she's sometimes heterosexual, by definition, she is bisexual. Or, pan definition or pansexual. What's the difference between bisexual and pansexual? A pan is you'll do it with anything. Including the character from Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Like the one with the eyes on the hands? Him too. Or her. I don't know how it identifies. They. They. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, that's an interesting comment. Like, you got part of it wrong. Um, or, or, you know, he was pan wrong. 
He was pan wrong because he could. He's a little right. Yeah. Now, I listen. Agree with him on the fact that it's more of a mo- the movie is more of a motion comic than a a uh, animated. Um, mm-hmm. do a lot of the puppeting and it's just a weird thing to look at, like a terrible thing to look at. Like motion yeah. comics are good. Like motion, <laughs> like they put time and effort into it. But this one, man, it's just so weird. Especially when someone's talking and you've got the bottom half of their jaw just like flapping up and down. And you gave me a real appreciation for how amazing to your last death looks. They look normal when they talk. And I would say, like, any still frame of theirs looks, like, amazing, but that just does not happen with the Queen of Plagues. No no love or credit for Gail Simone, though, huh? I didn't talk about the writing. Like, the writing. Oh, no, no. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the the commenter. Oh, yeah, I mean... The, most of uh, pe- most of the readers left when Gail did. I mean, yeah, she's a good writer. I can imagine. Plus, also too, it's like if if she like say let's say she, like if a certain amount of people are reading Red Sonia, and then she comes on and like doubles that, even if they don't all stay, it's like if just a few of them stay, that's like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's more people that was reading Red Sonia before she got there, right? Like the thing is, you know, if if uh uh N Baldwin 45, which I'm sure that's like Alec Baldwin's brother. Um Michael. Yeah, and Nigel. Uh Nigel Baldwin. But um no, it's one of those things, like if he's a fan that's been reading all along and then you know, Gail comes. And then does what she does, and then leaves, and then it still keeps going the way it was. I can see him not giving the credit like that. But that, I mean, that's like that's like me saying, "Ah, oh, these movies aren't like the comic." I read the comic; it was better. Like nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people care. No, but... they don't. Nobody does. Yeah, well. The travel, the the anguish that I live in. <laughs> That's fair. So cool. But yeah. Well, uh, yeah. What what was uh, Tiger Claw's comment? Uh, Tiger Claw says, "What's up, Fantastic Forum? How about that first episode of Loki? It changed the way you view the MCU as a whole." Did it? No. <laughs> it, did, did for me. Uh, look, I guess with that, we should just get in it, right? Yeah, let's do some reviews. Speaking of Mephisto himself, theater. Oh, is that Oz? Nope. No, <laughs> theater. I, for, I I always forget that that's what's gonna play, and it always tickles me every time. It's like it's like a new thing every time I hear it. I'm like oh yeah, yeah. 
Look, according to Herbert, you can't say tickle it. When you say it, it's, it's bad. <laughs> Herbert with no vowels, man. This guy, that's our that's our new HR guy, apparently. Uh <laughs> okay. He's like, I'll take that. Like he's I'm like, I actually, I'd accidentally harassed him already. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm also at the tail end of a of a cold, so I'm gonna oh. be turning off the mic so I don't cough into it. That's fair. That's fair. No worries. And, you try me and drinking this lovely elixir to soothe my throat. Yes, there it is. Someone get that man a hot toddy. Yeah, he's gonna coat his throat with something warm. Ugh. <laughs> See, but but HR says that's okay, huh? Okay. Oh, look at that. <laughs> that's okay. how you <laughs> Like I hired him on the condition that I I can use him to torture you guys. <laughs> so, um, Loki, uh, who who wants to sum it up for us just to talk about what the series is for those that that may not know? I'll do it. Go for it, Jay. Well- Loki is uh, Loki is basically arrested for time traveling, and then we get like a forty-minute summary of the past few movies, <laughs> and uh, then it ends. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Yeah, they do. Was <laughs> that your takeaway? <laughs> Is they do like- that Disney Plus thing where they say the, the first episode is 54 minutes long, but then there's like 10 minutes of credits. 15, yeah. yeah. And no yeah. after scene. Like, it was like yeah. a, at issue zero where they take okay. like uh, 10, like just summarizing shit you already know and taking way too long doing it. Okay. It's like a wizard one half. Are we spoiling? I mean, no. not that there's much to spoil because it, it really is just yeah. the story of uh, Loki's story up until now. Like, apparently, what happens at the end is a spoiler, and we're not supposed to say it. Yeah. Even though, like, if you have common sense, like, it's pretty obvious. But we're not uh, supposed to say I it. I would even say that it's been a known thing for months. Ever since. Yeah. Ever, yeah, ever since uh, we started hearing about casting choices, and then by the time that first trailer came around, everybody knew. Like that, that, that thing at the end is the Agatha Harkness of of this show. Huh. Okay. Like, I don't like. I I think I would disagree, but hey, I could I could just you know I don't know I don't I don't think it's gonna be that obvious to to everyone as far as like the but just but, to make sure we're it, talking it, about the I, same thing i'm talking about where they discuss who the villain is yeah okay then yeah that was that was obvious months ago okay that's hey, like that's even cool. even the the people that were yelling mephisto for months on end got that one months ago <laughs> We obviously know that it's Mephisto. Like that guy yeah. finally Mephisto becomes relevant because it's like, well, it's obviously Mephisto, right? <laughs> yeah. 
It, the, everybody said Mephisto on that on that stained glass. Everybody said it's the window. It's Mephisto. It's actually a reference to Loki. It's Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that did surprise me. Well, a couple of things. I guess Tire Claw is semi point two percent right. Where, according to this show, the what I what I got is that. There is no multiverse right now. So it seems like by the end of this show, there will be a multiverse, and then that'll lead into uh the Doctor Strange and the the Spider-Verse and all that nonsense. So yeah, and, and I think I Kinda. think that, that I, I think that that's an important point. Like I feel like, you know, like while I can definitely agree with you in the sense like it's not like the characters go to a lot of you know different places or do a whole bunch of things uh you know outside of being inside the TVA but i feel like you know this episode basically redefines a lot of things inside of the marvel cinematic universe and so or uh, yeah because there are things that we could speculate about, but things, but we didn't really know this is how things work in the MCU until a, a particular, until this particular episode, until this particular moment. Especially like, you know, a, a huge part of it too is just the, the, what they do with the Infinity Stones, you know, which, you know, I'm mad that I, I that these fools got me calling them Infinity Stones instead of Infinity yeah. Gems, but whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like that, the fact that, you know, you they've already in one episode of Loki demonstrate to you that as as powerful as those things were up until this point, beyond this point, they're like they're bobbles. And that's I mean, I feel like that's a big deal in and of itself. Like if it was even if it was just that alone, that would be uh uh oh basically a paradigm shift in the MCU. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the second thing that I was interesting to me anyway about this show is, well, from the beginning, we knew what Loki this was going to be. It's the one from Endgame. And I thought because this Loki hasn't had that same journey that the real Loki, the non-variant Loki had, I thought this whole series was him going through that journey where by the end of it, he's he wants to be good like he did at the end of Ragnarok mm -hmm. but they like just took care of all of that in that first episode like mm -hmm. he took that whole journey mm -hmm. all, all in the span of minutes even in their time I think it was like maybe half an hour at most mm -hmm. that he had to take that journey and credit to uh, to Hiddleston man he acted his ass off he especially did. in that when he's reviewing his future and all the, all the major points in Loki's life that he would have experienced. But that's not a surprise, right? Like he's, he's usually really good. No, it will. No, I'm not surprised that he's a good actor. I'm surprised that they did all of that in one episode. I thought this was going to span throughout the series, okay. maybe at least to the halfway point, And then the second half is him trying to, trying to do good. But no, he like, I feel He's pretty close to to 
to the point where he was right after Ragnarok. Maybe not quite there, but he's he's close. Right. And and I think for me, that's part of why, you know, like I get the idea of saying like, hey, it doesn't feel like they did much in this episode, but it did a whole lot of, of character exploration. And, you know, like, n- not, oh, of course, like you mentioned, we all already expect Hiddleston, Hiddleston to be good, but we don't necessarily know that the writing and the narrative is going to like support or, or rise to the occasion of his ability. And it's like, we, we, just like Oz mentioned, like we went on a journey, like a, through a character arc that was over like three or four films in the span of 30 minutes. And it didn't feel forced or natural or like, oh, like that wouldn't be the way, like he wouldn't do that. You know, it like it felt it felt really natural and it was still entertaining. So, you know, I mean, I get it. Like, it would be nice, I guess, if more things would happen. But at the same time, it's not like they did like they did nothing. It was just a lot of character work. What I would say to that is I never expected him to be bad in this series. I don't think Disney does anti-heroes so i didn't expect him to make the journey from being bad to being good like i expected that to come right off the bat like it did mm-hmm. um because disney doesn't do anti-heroes in general like when they try they make their anti-heroes all good guys it's like they did it with maleficent they did it with cruella they're doing it with loki yeah but so, is 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 it is it done well though? I mean, if watching a thirty-minute clip show is considered doing it well, <laughs> is it really? I mean, is it really a clip show? Like, it's, it's it like absolutely is a clip show. Oh. Like they show clips from the movies. Nah, but it's a it's so, a different. It's like a community clip show. Or like a Rick and Morty clip show where they show you a clip, but they give it's a story all around it that's still good. I mean, it's okay. Like, I don't know, dude. I I really feel like they padded this way out, and really, especially for already knew what's gonna happen. Yeah, but they're not making it for you. They're making it for people who don't know. Whether it's for me or not, it's still how I react to it. And like for all the people that were like, oh, is Loki gonna be a bad guy? Is he gonna be a good guy? You know, it's fun they're catering to you, but I already knew just because I'm familiar with Disney and what they do. And like, welcome to Disney, I guess. So for all you new people that weren't sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's just it's like I know we've all read those issue zeros where they take 22 pages saying something they could have said in like five. And that was Loki number one. It's episode one. 
Wow. I like I mean, okay. I don't know. I don't I disagree. <laughs> just just because it's like they they tell you a lot about about Shut up, phone. Why does that happen? <laughs> anyway. Because um, you're sending away your data. They tell you there's there's a timeline that's supposed to happen. Like mm-hmm. what why did that take so long? Like what what that's- other info do we get? There's a timeline that's supposed to happen. Um these guys take care of the timeline and Loki is a good guy now because he saw his mother die. So because so like a like, and I don't remember how long this episode was. Like, it's like 40 minutes. Kind of took forever. Well, especially <laughs> since we were rehashing all the stuff I already knew. And it takes place in a place with no time. Like, there, there's one timeline. Loki's a good guy. Mystery deaths. I mean, I did enjoy Miss Minutes, but. You know, Only because it's Tara Strong? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> an amazing. Listen, listen, I feel like the big thing that you, we also get here that you know no one's mentioned yet is, you know, they basically laid the groundwork, like which I, Oz touched on it, talking about you know multiverse of madness, which you know obviously yeah. they put the, those words. The, the, those words seated in there are intentional to hint towards things to come. But, you know, I think that that the whole uh, the whole concept of there being this TVA to try to make sure that there's not variant timelines in order to stop a multiversal war. I mean, th- that's like the seeding for the next big thing in the phase, probably like which, right, you know, between that and th- between this multiverse of madness in Doctor Strange and Kang in Ant Man three, right? Like this, this, I mean, it, it, just by that alone, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> like, that gives it five stars. On yeah. this. I'm sorry, five uh, uh, inanimate uh, paperweights. Yeah, man, because it, it's it that alone. Like, really needed the thirty. 30- for 40 minutes to, to do all that. Hey, look, when yeah. I like something, I'll take as much as they give me. You know, how many times have I complained that things have been too short or things that I hate been too long? Like, if I didn't like it, yeah, we still got more episodes. This this is the one, you know, there's still people that there's still people that, that want to see this that haven't watched the movies. <laughs> if you can believe that. You know, so it's like with them, you put that episode in, it's like they're hooked. They're gonna subscribe to Disney Plus. So it's basically you're saying this episode is full of spoilers. It's yeah, it is. It actually is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. They're enhancing the experience. I've always. I'm. I'm. I maintain spoilers my whole career here at Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But another thing oh, that annoyed me, and I'm. What annoyed you? There's another thing that annoyed me, and it's oh. kind of what you were talking about uh, earlier. Uh, they have the Infinity Stones, and they had the Time Stone, like a bunch of them. And it was green, like they were all green. And that just pissed me off. Yeah, but that's what that, it is in MCU. 
I don't have to like it though. What? Why? Why? Just so that means that means you just spent like ten minutes. Life. You just spent ten minutes rehashing your hate for Doctor Strange the same way Disney spent forty minutes rehashing the movies. <laughs> I'm saying why the time stone specifically though? Like why not just the fact that they're not all all of them aren't the right color? The soul stone was my favorite stone. That's why. The soul oh. stone or the soul gem? Because oh, the mind stone. Right, the soul gem. The soul gem is my favorite Listen, gem. Don't get me started on gems, not stones. No, <laughs> don't get me started. No, I agree. I hate it when stuff isn't the color I prefer. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Like I, I hate it when stuff isn't the right color. Like, I like that. Not only was there, well, I, I guess you already said it. Not only were there like power stones there, but there was another tesseract. What is a power stone? What's in the Tesseract? Yeah. MCU. I'm speaking MCU terms. No, geez. No, wait, not wait, power. Wait. Sorry, space. Space. Sorry. Space stone. Real quick, in chat, Xenocore one says, what it is, fellas? What up, Xenocore? Good to see you, buddy. Names anymore. The trauma has interfered with this process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, man, it, like, just going back to what Mo was saying, it's like, I mean, to I see one minute bitching. Say what? I only spent one minute bitching about the right. Stone. Um, yeah, but it's still my my. It wasn't the distance. Look, in TVA, we don't deal with time the same way. We already know that. So, <laughs> the I I just made a comment that that you spent whatever time that was rehashing your hate for Doctor Strange. No. No. Uh, Mo talking about <laughs> Kang, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we know we got Kang coming up, and I didn't. You know, of course, following the news. That's amazing. Say what? I haven't been following the news, so that's like a major spoiler for me. Look, it's like nine months old news. How does how does like Joe? I'm pretty sure you were here, weren't you here? He was. It was during the pandemic. But I forgot. Oh, that's fair. Look, I, See, I've been there. If, if only we would make a show that clips our rehashing of that news story, <laughs> we would have been primed for it. Right. I have a, I have, for the for the talk about Loki. <laughs> I have a, a stone gem question before we move on. Oh. I'm uh, just wondering, uh, either Mo or Jay, what pisses you off more? That the time stone gem, whatever, is green, or that they call it the Eye of Agamotto? Um, but it's green. Is yeah. definitely the thing that pisses me off. For me, it was the Eye of Agamotto. Um, but I, look, they're not gonna do real occult shit like that in Disney. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does that mean like the 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 Soul Stone is like orange or or orangish, right? Yeah. No, I thought it was yellow. Yellow. yellow? That's the one that's on uh, Vision. That's oh, in the comics. You're talking about no, the comics? In the MCU, it's yellow, too. The mind. Mind is yellow. Soul is orange. In the comics. Oh, okay, so that's what that's what I asked, right? The soul yeah. is orange, right? In yeah, the... Jay said he thought it was yellow, but soul is oh. orange. 
in the in the movies. Yeah, in the movies. I'm talking. Yeah, no, I, I said stone, not gem. That's why. Right. Like, yeah, like I'm like. So so does that mean that if if Adam Warlock like did put it on his head, like if we get an MCU Adam Warlock, is he and the stone going to be the same color? Like, will it just blend? Yeah. In? Yeah. Wow. I mean, but he's not because they're gone. Who's gone? The that stone. Race. Oh, well, that too. In the MCU, oh. the stones are done. They're gone. No, but nah, listen. That, that's what the multiverse is for, man. They'll come back. But now, now my my thing, and I, I you know, I, I always been I get mad at this. I was mad at Endgame. It's like if he, you know, oh Loki runs off with that, and it's like, oh, that's a bad thing. And then we get this, you know, and then we talk about, you know, Steve Rogers not caring about 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that's like, how come he didn't get attacked by this TV people, TVA oh, people? Because he, he, he came back to the original timeline, closed loop. No, but he still he he still lived in timelines that weren't his for no, a little see, bit. That's, that's that's the thing, though. They they talk Ooh. about that in the show, where it's it's not about time traveling. Time traveling is okay as long as it's you're supposed to do the time traveling. But say what? Okay. No, no. Go ahead. Yeah, but if if you're but if you do if you go off of your path, which you know your path doesn't necessarily have anything to do with whether you travel through time or not. It's more about deviating from what you're supposed to do. So by that logic, the like paradoxes aren't paradoxes then, because it's just what you say. What and that what? By that logic, or Mm -hmm. by that. You know, time travel, time yeah. authority logic. Mm-hmm. Like the grandfather paradox isn't a paradox; it's what's supposed right. to happen. Right. Okay. That's true. That is that is also, true. Like, the- theoretically, once Steve Rogers jumped back into the regular timeline to give up the shield, they could have just showed up, put one of those things, and blown that whole timeline up. Doesn't exist that anymore. Uh, <laughs> right? Happened. He ain't going back. They don't care. <laughs> Um, but man, look, so we see the timekeepers in this joint, right? Or at least we see like representations of them, which, right. you know, props for the timekeepers, like looking like the timekeepers, because yeah. I wasn't sure that that was going to happen. I was just yeah, like, probably oh, they do it in animated form. Cause that's really like the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And they've had like the, the statues <laughs> behind them, like in the court, like, or, or the, their faces. Like they look like what they're supposed to look like, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. And you know, like like what I was trying to say before, going back to Mo's point, it's like, um, you know, there's actually books where you have Kang, and you know, you find out that he's actually like an agent of the Timekeepers as well, and like his like part of why he does the things that he does are all about him trying to keep like the the timeline going the way that it's supposed to go and like kind of directing things uh you know i mean and it's not to take away from his own ambitions because he still has it but he basically is like uh to a degree like kind of like part part enlisted part manipulated about the timekeepers so it's like yeah man like uh you know a book that touches on that or the book i think that touches on that first i believe 
is uh, that Avengers Forever miniseries, which, you know, if you're an Avengers fan and like like actually like uh, the the history of the comics, it's like it's one of those must reads, man. It's dang, I don't know when Avengers Forever came out, but I know it was before. Like it's like the late nineties, so yeah. it's one of these things where, like, if they mess around and start touching on on like some of those storylines, like that would be kind of crazy. Like to go back that far and just be like, you know, for inspiration. Like, and you know me, like being the Avengers fan that I am, I'm like, oh, and the I, Disney. I'm, I'm I'm sitting here like I'm ready. I'm ready. My my body is ready. Let's go. <laughs> And that was 98 to 99. That's crazy. It doesn't feel like that long ago, but <laughs> I'm an old man now, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I mean, okay, all in all, I'm, well, for, I guess before I was going to get to ratings. Remember Fitzroy in this? Is, is Trevor Fitzroy? Yeah. <laughs> Not so far, but I guess he, he he could be. Technically, right, he could, right, because he's a protector of the sacred timeline. Isn't that like his? Uh, isn't that like his the the cult that he's in? That's what they. That's the thing. You know, I don't remember him being a protector. I mean, Trevor Fitzroy, if I don't remember, was like he would abuse the timeline. He would pop around. Well, he started of... off as a cop, right? Like a cop, like them, kind of. Is that what like, like Bishop? Yeah, kind of like that. No, that you know, I, I don't, I don't. Well, you know what? Maybe he was. Maybe he was. Like, or if I'm, if like you're talking about Trevor from from the X Men books, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So. He might have been part of the same police force that Bishop was a part of, which was what the XSE, I think, for a little bit. Yeah. But then kind of went rogue. But you know, it's like Bishop wasn't. If I'm if I'm remembering right, I don't think that he was like specifically. I don't think he, what he did was specifically police the timeline. I just think that he did do time like he would go after the. Well, but you know, maybe maybe he was. Maybe it was. I don't remember. It's been a long time, man. Like, yeah. like that's older. That you're, you're talking about books older than the one yeah. I was just talking about. Like seventy nine so, or some shit. Yeah. I need, I need a refresh. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh. I think re. I, I look again, <laughs> an older book. <laughs> um, I kind of remember him actually saying the word "sacred timeline." So when I heard it there, I'm like, that sounds very familiar. Yeah. Dang. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. I remember that from friggin' the early nineties, just randomly. Like, yeah, but yeah. I don't I don't remember I don't remember there being like I feel well, I, at least for me, it felt like a newer kind of thing to me, but maybe not. Maybe and you know, keeping in mind too, the timekeepers have been around for a while. Like they've been around since the seventies. So they're very well may have, you know, talked about sacred timeline stuff. And I just I'm not aware of it because mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, I, I I believe that they were like they first come up in like Thor, and then they spread to like other books. But you know, but and it's only every so often. It's not like you know I don't feel like 
the timekeepers are like all over the Marvel universe in in like the same way that you know, like they're not like watchers, you know, where you're like, right, you know, you can read any book you want to within a certain time period, and a watcher might just show up or be involved somehow, you know, whatnot. But I don't feel like the the timekeepers ever kind of got to that level. So, but I could be wrong. Like I, I I don't know that I read all the right books to make sure that I'm getting all the the the, the the stories that would be what would be considered like seminal ones that they're a part of. So, but yeah, I would be interested to find out though. If, like the sacred yeah. timeline is something that has been mentioned. Maybe some ad- smart Alec YouTube commenter will correct us. Right. Yeah. Feel free. Feel free. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, what's chat talking about, Jay? Um, Tiger Claw says magic doesn't work in the TVA, so no matter how much power you have, the TVA appears to be the greatest power in the universe. As you know, Core One says, in my analysis, it's not the TVA that's powerful, but that it exists outside the normal discourse. Until you go back to the right plane of existence, the stones don't work. Um, mm-hmm. Which that makes sense. So when yeah. they are on a plane of existence, they get taken out by fire. That's right. what, so, like, not very all powerful of them. That's um, what happened when they uh, did a crossover and Darkseid got the uh, the Infinity Gauntlet with the with all the gems in it, and it didn't do anything because it was from a different dimension. Um, so he just yeah. kind of throws it away in the garbage. I mean, really, fire. Like that's what your takes out your elite time force. I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah, I bet. Yeah, uh, I mean, you could say the same thing about knives, but that's a spoiler yeah. too, right, Larry? I can't talk about spoilers. <laughs> can't talk about spoilers, mother. Because the knife gives it away who it is. I mean, knives are personal though, like. The dude literally just threw a lantern on the ground. Yeah. Five of them died. It was a green lantern. They couldn't run away or like uh, it surrounded them. Yeah, they fire waiting to die. No, they were they were in a field full of oil. Just stomp it out. Like just move. Well, they have a thing that that opens a door to a different dimension. (laughs) Like But you, you ever try to push a button while you've been on fire? It's hard. You, they didn't start on fire. Like, Brett, <laughs> they waited for it to spread to them. And they the, 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 villain, the villain used oil, which burned slower than, like, kerosene. I don't know, man. I think I think if y'all were in that situation, y'all be on fire and dead, too. Dude, I would run through the fire to get out of it. Like, Yeah, they were armored, though. Yeah. I mean... It's not like they were sitting there in t-shirts and shorts, like surrounded by fire. They were in full armor. Technically, that armor is supposed to protect them against tachyons and shit and all kinds of cosmic rays oh. because <laughs> they travel between dimensions. Yeah, you tell me that armor doesn't protect against heat. Yeah, I don't. Wait, I don't know. Which, any armor traveling, against heat? By traveling from one dimension to another, it, it is like because all that that feedback that once you open that door, there is a certain amount of light feedback from two different planes of existence, and that could actually 
create a fucked up situation. And traveling through that, their armor, if it's not dissolved, then it's not going to get dissolved by fire. Yeah, Jay's right. I hate this show. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, fuck multiverse of men. <laughs> fuck Kang too. Dang. Yeah. Uh, real quick, what what y'all think of uh, Owen Wilson? He was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he got he got to do something great finally. Dang. Wait, what's that mean? Are you saying that he's nah? He was doing he was doing a couple of not, not I don't want to call them stinkers, they're just not like acting movies <laughs> for mm-hmm. for you know of the caliber, but um this is a, a a role that he can like make his, you know, and uh his teeth into a little and bit. it's been a while since he's been in a lot of stuff. I mean he's he was in the what is it, Darjeeling Limited that I saw him last in the theater, and that was good, but that's good because it's you know Wes Anderson. But um, yeah. He, other than that, he was like you know your what wedding crashers and all those. So I got tired of him in those. So <laughs> I'm happy to see him here. I love. I I'm love glad. Him. Go ahead, Oz. When I saw the trailer, I thought he was just gonna be, you know, goofy. You know, same 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 character he he usually plays. You know the the fun the funny comic relief. And you get a little bit of that, but they they imply and you kind of get the sense that he's actually kind of a badass, you know, especially when he's telling Loki, oh, no, no, I, I don't deal with you. I deal with like actual dangerous stuff. And then just the way he acts when whenever he's threatened by Loki, it's just like this dude's actually more of a badass than we realized. And I was glad, you know, the. The trailers made me think he was just going to be like some bumbling bureaucrat or something, and no, he's he's way more than that. With a little bit of that to to give you a smile, to make you laugh a little bit. Yeah, he definitely has like a a bit of a uh, like you know multiversal Coulson kind of vibe going on. Yeah, but better, less like paper pushing. Yeah did did you uh, did did you think that it was kind of a a little shade on Agents of Shield that he didn't mention. Coulson didn't quite die. I don't think so. Yeah, hey, it's a multiverse. It's like plus also like you know, there's a lot happening there. Like it's kind of like you know, maybe you don't want to mention, like, oh yeah, you thought you did that, but that you didn't do that either. Like, well, it's it's a I mean, it's the moment that he's explaining to Loki how much of a failure Loki really is. Yeah. That's a good what a good point to. Like that, that was the one thing that Loki saw as a victory in that whole first Avengers movie. And it would be so easy to just, you know, quick clip of Coulson doing something else and say, well, not, not quite. You failed that too. But I guess founding Avengers, like, right, was kind of a bigger failure. Right. I, I think that was what I, that was what I was going to say was I think the big takeaway is like, yeah, it didn't that make the Avengers happen, you know, <laughs> which, yeah, I mean, but I feel you where it's like, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been bad if he's like, and then on top of that, this fool's still alive. Like that would have, that really would have been like the cherry on top of the failure cake, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's just my <laughs> ass that would be yeah. that. 
You don't put fail. You don't put cherry on top of a failure cake. Oh, what do you put on it? The seed. Yeah. The pit, the pit. <laughs> I would think it was like a piece of corn, like with a couple kernels, because it's oh, and, shit. and olive because it's bitter. It's yeah. a, oh, there it is. That's what it goes on the top of your cake. It's and a, instead of that little, that little, that little, like a little carrot or something that they put in the olive, it's a cherry pit. <laughs> That's funny, man. So. Okay, cool. Anybody got anything else they wanna? Uh, I do like the aesthetic of the show, and the flow of it, uh, the score. Like it's a well-made show. It gives me that like that uh, Terry Gilliam vibe, that like uh, Time Bandits, you know, a uh, little bit of twelve. That like, yeah, these guys are so advanced in relation to time, but they use a lot of these analog equipment, yeah. or you know, it is it is a good touch. I love that. So. And and it makes it interesting to look at because if everything was just a green screen <laughs> that they could just be in a room, it would look like Agents of Shield. Oh, I know Agents of Shield. So. That's that's shade on Agents of Shield, yeah. right? Yeah, but it, it looked big yeah. talk for a man that didn't watch the show. Ooh. I watched enough of it. <laughs> okay, but yeah, man, With the foam Nerf gun. I I, I do agree that. The show has a great aesthetic. And uh yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I mean everybody, everybody in it actually did a really good job acting wise, in my opinion, as well. Um, you know, a lot of just like smaller roles or at least roles, smaller roles in the uh in this first episode, like a lot of the people there, like were folks that I recognized from other stuff I'd seen that, you know, do do good work. And they continue to do so in this. So, yeah. Um, rating this. Say again, Jay. What are we rating this? Yeah, yeah. Why don't, why don't you go ahead and and start, Jay? What what would you give? Uh, Loki, episode one. How would you rate it? I would rate episode one as like a two. Like, there's way too much filler. Like, yes, as far as issue zeros go, I've uh, read a lot worse, but that's not saying much. Like, this this is a whole lot of padding and a whole lot of stuff that I already knew was going to happen. And I don't know. Like, I expect more from a the first episode. That's fair. How would you compare that to like a, a Cap, uh, was it Falcon and Winter Soldier or a, a WandaVision first episode? Um, compared to WandaVision, I think WandaVision was a lot better. Like, realistically, you get less info. But it has a lot of style to it that I like. Um, and as far as uh, how it relates, like how it would compare it to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I honestly do not remember how I felt about that first episode. <laughs> um, I know in the end, I really ended up liking the show. 
but I don't remember like on an episode by episode basis like I did with like WandaVision. Like Falcon and Winter Soldier is just a really good action show. Mm-hmm. Um, but WandaVision had style. And Loki does I mean it it has a style, I guess. I'm just not feeling it. Like there's a scene where they went to go look out the window. And I'm like, fucking why? Like, why is this happening? Like, why Why do I need to see this? And it's like, yeah. So, like, I enjoyed WandaVision number one a lot better. Cool. Moses Magnum, what would you rate Loki first episode? Look, just with them looking out that window, I give it a five. Because... <laughs> It looked great, and you know you you astonished Loki. So it gives you a scope of of what uh of what he's dealing with, and then on top of that, he says his name is Mobius. So you look at that style of art and that concept, and then it's like his name is Mobius, like that French comic creator that does all that shit. You know, so to me that was a that was awesome. But yeah, I'm not rating it just on that. So it, it's a four. It's definitely a four. I, I, I really, uh, I, I've always not wanted to have faith in these, but they keep proving me wrong. And in this one, it's look. I didn't mind the padding. I didn't mind. It was all good. look. That end theme song during the credits is amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's some Stanley Kubrick ass shit. So I, I'm in. I'm in for the long haul. Yeah. Oz, what would you rate Loki? Uh, five. Oh, boy. Out of five. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's the best of the MCU shows. It's got mm-hmm. the uh, the quirkiness that we got from WandaVision, but it still has that MCU aesthetic that we got from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. First episode, uh, a little... It is a little slow. It, it's at least 50% a clip show, but I mean, it, it's a zero. It's catching you up on a on a character that there are some people that haven't watched all the movies like we have, and I I kind of enjoyed it. I want to see. I wanted it just because, like I said, that those clips and that taking us through the the character arc puts us puts this Loki closer to the Loki that we saw in the movies. In the first episode, than than I expected that they would. So I didn't I didn't mind the clip show. Okay. Okay, and uh, you know, as for myself, I'm I'm gonna give it a five too. I liked it a lot. Um, like it's hard for me to say how how I feel about it in relation to the other shows because I feel like they all bring their own their own like strength in different ways but i liked this a lot and you know honestly it's one of these things where i do feel like hiddleston as the lead is super strong like like realistically you almost don't need anybody else to be good uh because he's he's so good fortunately everybody else is bringing their a game as well so you know and i i, I guess in that sense 
I do feel like, you know, and this very well might just have to do with the narrative that we got in the first episode, but I felt like he could have totally carried that episode on his own if people were having an off day. Uh, I don't know if I could could have said that about WandaVision or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode one, either one of those, because, you know, yeah. But uh, I think that it, it brought a lot of, of layers to the MCU and like ultimately I'm interested and excited to see where this character goes uh I'm looking forward to to uh seeing seeing some variants and uh you know it's gotten me excited to watch upcoming MCU films even more so than I already was so yeah that's a win so yeah, good stuff, man. I can't wait. Uh, before we uh, switch topics to the uh, the trials of Loki, how do y'all feel about the Wednesday release? The Wednesday release schedule. You all good with that, or would you have preferred it to be a Friday like we've gotten in the past? Uh, I like it. I like it on Wednesday, but it, it just adds for something I need to do. Uh, if we were doing a weekly wrap up on each episode, it'd be great, but mm-hmm. you know, we're not, as far as I know. So <laughs> we uh, we are we already started it, Mo. We already started. Yeah. It. I thought you knew. I didn't realize. I didn't. Jared's gonna send you an email. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it just. I guess since uh, if we're not talking about it the same day, like it, it's fine. It's something because you know I'm watching other stuff on on fridays so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, i'm okay with it wednesday i'll i'll, I'll abide got it we got it cool and you you all the rest of you are good with wednesday too yeah i don't care yeah i mean it's cutting into my superman and lois time but <laughs> i'll deal with it there it is all right cool Y'all ready to talk about uh, some comics? As soon as I play this music. Let's do it. Comic book. Review. Comic book. Like, review. Well, not like that, but like. Oz, does, does. Does Amber at this point have any feelings about being immortalized in that intro? I don't think she knows. She <laughs> does, yeah. doesn't even know. I didn't even realize it was her for a while. That's Dang. hilarious. So, I mean, I've been sending those royalty checks for nothing? I know. <laughs> I mean, it, pay, it pays for all this. <laughs> that's, that's, where, that's where all that barn money, all that barn money went to. I use the last four royalty checks for this beer salt. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, the trials of or trials of Loki, Marvel Tales. Uh, I don't, Mo, you feel comfortable summarizing this joint? Yeah, it's basically a um, retelling of. Loki's history in Asgard in the Marvel Comics universe. And uh, it starts off with him being exiled 
are living in exile. They're searching for him, and he's in a, a one spot of the nine roads where he can't be found. And uh, when Thor finds them, they start discussing their history, and you get these stories of the past and uh, with Loki. And it gives you a sense of his character, and it gives you a sense of how others see him or how Thor sees him, and, and different uh, adventures and adventures and crimes of Loki. And uh, this book is actually the reprint of the 2010 story, so this actually gives you four chapters of it. And I actually read three of them. I don't know if we're doing all three or all four, but I read three of them. And uh, the first one really stuck out to me. I really enjoyed it. It um, it remind it gave me a feeling. Well, look, I'll start off by saying this: when I saw it was Roberto Aquino Sacasa writing it, I got pissed as fuck because I, you know, it's 2021. There hasn't been a new Sabrina. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina for like four years, and he's over here writing Loki, you know. But then I realized it's from 2010, so I'll let I'll, I'll abide, you know. But that's that that, that was a, a weird moment. But then once I read it, I was like, man, this is like a Vertigo book. Like this is like you get your Vertigo, you get your your MC Marvel Comics Universe Loki story as a villain, but then you get the Vertigo story of Loki coming up. And that's like for that reason, I actually am sharing this picture, this first one of the first pages of this book right here. And you see this art, and it's like let's see this this little landscape, mm-hmm. you know, with the, this font right here, and then this font right here, and then this caption page like that. And they're following this talk, the angles, the paneling. Like this is straight out of something out of you know Sandman, which I actually have for reference. I have one here. This is another of the art here, and it, it evokes a similar feeling. But for the Sandman, this is one of them right here. <laughs> yeah, and you can see it's like somebody went to school on Vertigo and wrote the Loki book and drew the Loki book. Yeah. Yeah, that, that and, uh, like it could be the same book. Yeah. And you know, it's not a bad thing. So you know, it, it, there's the reason why uh I, I really enjoyed this book. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's that's just one layer of how much I, I enjoyed it because it's also a fantasy tale kind of thing of Loki so like you feel like you're reading actual mythology where you don't right. get a lot of that. you know you, there's very few uh especially when you deal with you know your characters like Hercules and, and your Thor's like there's very few uh instances where you get that and you get it done well and right. you know even this kind of has parallels to what Loki does in the TV series and you know like I don't know if you guys read to where he goes with the weird women and he's mm-hmm. like he has that need to see his destiny, and uh, that that's something that comes into play in the TV series, as we mentioned, which was kind of cool. It's like a cool way of doing it, and it's like, man, are those weird women like, you know, time variation of Thor's? Like, do they carry a badge? <laughs> yeah, like he's got me thinking like that, cause you know. But it, it's not. It's just it's what it is. You're getting a good fantasy story, and. Um, it's yeah, I love it. 
Yeah. Yeah, and and you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not like I, I I'm a, a fan of mythology. I will say that that Norse mythology is one of the places where I'm a little bit weaker, but uh-huh. I'm fairly certain that the stories or or many of the stories that are told are the actual myths, mm-hmm. like the actual Norse myths, and it's just you know. Like told in uh, a uh, or or given to you in a more narrative fashion, and of course the the character designs, of course, are are more in line with the version of those characters in the MCU. So it's like like I'm I, I'm I, I'm fairly certain that the like the the death of Balder is exactly the myth, like. As far as like how he dies from the stories in in the mythology, and it's just you know all they're doing is putting the MC or the Marvel kind of aesthetic to it, so that's why it feels like actual mythology because it is <laughs> like I and I can't say that for a fact for like all the stories, but mm-hmm. that one in particular, I'm pretty sure is but is the myth. That one and, really feels like it, like even the the little. The way they go on their adventure, mm-hmm. it, it all even you know the 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 trick that he plays on them is a very simplistic trick. You talk about oh, I, I already knew what was happening when I read this, <laughs> like right. or when I saw this. We're talking about Loki the series, and that's kind of how I felt reading this. Mm-hmm. You know, so that one that one might be, you know, the real myth. Yeah. What What were your thoughts on it, Jay? Um, I don't know. I thought it was kind of dry. Uh, <laughs> I was not feeling the art. Gotcha. And there was this one panel that is not the art's fault. It's just a me thing. Mm-hmm. I really hated it. But there was this one picture where they show Odin's horse. Mm-hmm. And I fucking hate this horse. <laughs> Why do you hate the horse? You horses have four legs, not eight. No, but that's that's his, yeah, that's his faster. Yeah, it's like a unicorn. I hate yeah. it. I I absolutely abhor. Horses don't have wings. You hate Pegasus. Yeah. I'm talking about legs. <laughs> this eight-legged monstrosity. No, but that's how it is. Like even in Final Fantasy VII, when you when you summon Odin, like that's how he comes in. Yeah. No, and Odin Odin's horse has four legs. And no, it doesn't. No, real horses have four legs. Odin's horse always has eight legs. Yeah, not in Final Fantasy. You know, in Final Fantasy, he has eight legs. Oh, I'm gonna find it. Oh, yeah, I don't recall that being the case. Because I remember tripping out when I saw it. I'm like, what is that horse has so many legs? <laughs> <laughs> Odin's not an Esper I used often, so maybe he did. Oh, well, it depends what number you're looking at. Like, I know seven and eight had eight legs. I know in 14, he doesn't, the horse doesn't have eight legs. What? And, and yeah, I just, I hate this. What's, what's wrong with Final Fantasy 14? I think in seven he only has six. 
He only has six. Yeah, he's got four in the front and two in the back. And then in the middle. Well, yeah, yeah the middle, I guess. Yeah. Um, but listen, that, that's because of the the uh the technological uh limitations why he only has six. I'm sure that, that that's how they can pixelize. But look, the point is that's that's a me thing. I, I don't like eight legged horses. Like I'm not mad at them for drawing that. I, I realize that he's like okay. it's a me thing, but I'm giving it two stars. Just so I know. <laughs> no, it gets two stars for the super dry story in the below average art. But I just had to bring up the horse because I, I hate it. By by super dry story, you're referring to the the myths that have survived for friggin' centuries at this point, right? right. Hey, look, just because, almost young at this point. Just because it's great doesn't mean it'll resonate with everyone. Like, if you're gonna give his his steed eight legs, why not just have him ride a giant spider? Because it's a horse. What? Why? Why? Like, why do you act like riding a spider and a horse are interchangeable? Like, where do you even put the saddle on a spider? Uh, look, have you ever tried to like tame a spider? <laughs> On Elder Scrolls Online, I have I have a spider mount, Ludo and it's, but it's spider. still easier to it's still easier to tame a horse in there than a spider, right? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course it is, because riding a fucking spider sucks and it's hard. Yeah, but hey, I mean, yeah, I get it. If you're like. Horses have four legs, not eight. I can understand. Would, would it have helped if the horse had two heads? Then you'd be like, okay, well, it's actually two horses in one. Maybe. <laughs> and the uh, the actual mythological death of Balder is the way he dies is the same. The the how the reasons why they get the promises from the, everything not to hurt him is different. Mm, okay. Like it wasn't, it wasn't because of the Ragnarok prophecy. It was just because Baller was so pretty that nothing wanted to hurt him. I fucking hate that spider. Because <laughs> it has That's eight eyes, but they're in a line instead of over like each other. It only have four. Oh, uh, it's even worse. Good four. Wait, the spider had four legs? Eyes. Uh, eyes. Oh, eyes, eyes. Oh, that's even worse. But yeah, I don't know. I don't admit that's just a personal thing. But overall, yeah, I, I wasn't feeling the art. Um, yeah, the stories are dry. Just because something has survived doesn't mean it resonates with everyone. It's like how millennials hate that one movie where the husband rapes his wife and. It's like one of the greatest movies of all time. And they're like, no. Please. I'm going to need a title. History of Violence? No, it's the one where, so frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Gone with the Wind? Yeah. Millennials hate that movie. Yeah, yeah. but it's not just because of that. It's because it's not color, color either. Yeah. No, it's because of the race. The race is as millennials and color. Because of Mammy. <laughs> My point being, you know, yeah, it, it, 
these are tried and true tales that are dryly told in this book and poorly drawn. Jeez. <laughs> Joe, how's your day been going, man? Larry didn't ask the beginning of the show. You know, I... And ever honestly. I'm, I'm okay. Like, I was tired, so I took a nap earlier. But did and you have your juice after the nap? I, I did. <laughs> oh, uh, my mistake. Before, before I get emails, not Gone with the Wind, Casablanca. Casablanca. However you want to pronounce it. That wasn't his wife. I'm talking about Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Oh, isn't the, the, frankly, I don't give a damn, isn't that Casablanca? No, Casablanca is. Uh, oh, of all the gyp joints in the world, you come into this one. Yeah. Because Gone with the Wind isn't a Bogart movie, wasn't that Humphrey? That was. Gone with the Wind was uh, Gary something or other. I got to look that up now. I, yeah. I will say that. You know what it is? It's not Casablanca, uh, it might be the Maltese Falcon. Oh, it's not the Maltese. I know that one. I, I watch that every year. Well, Clark Gable. That's it. Clark Gable. But I, I was, was gonna good. say, like it, like Casablanca is like a really good movie. Like I feel like, mm-hmm. like yeah. everyone may not watch Casablanca, but I feel like just about everybody that watches but, it. Is like, Casablanca yeah. was the original Netflix and chill. That's and you guys are right. It is. It is. Uh, and Gone with the Wind. Yep. Okay. I feel better. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, Gone with the Wind. I feel like it's not just millennials that aren't feeling down with the wind. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a like, like there's generations and generations of people yeah. that are like Gone with the Wind's all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Joe uh, Joe's analogy would have been like millennials hating Seinfeld. Do millennials hate Seinfeld? Yeah, and well, friends. Trope, uh, the Seinfeld isn't funny trope. Because of, which is basically, uh, Seinfeld was so influential that if you have didn't watch it while it was happening, you've seen other shows do it because everyone was doing what Seinfeld did because it was so popular. It's kind of like the thing with Shakespeare. It's like Shakespeare is full of cliches, but you know they're not cliches because he started them all. Yeah, like they're cliches because he did them first and people loved them. Right. So it's kind of like yeah. that's what happened with Seinfeld. Well, that's um, part of what happened, but they, they don't like the fact that like Elaine is like the one that's the millennial activist for stupid shit, but hypocritical, and everybody just makes fun of her for all the shit she she does. But and the way Seinfeld's a hypocrite, except for me. Yeah. Right? Michael yeah. But, you know. racist, so. Say what? Michael Richards is a racist. Yeah, but that. That doesn't make it not make him not funny in the show, does it? But I'm willing to let it slide. Not funny. They're saying they don't like him. Oh, they yeah, gotta like him to laugh. Now people forgot forgot that quick too, though. Just like Mel Gibson, they forgot that too. Yeah, why is he making a comeback? Like I don't like it. I mean, I enjoyed Fat Man, but. I wanted to see Fat Man and I missed it. It was pretty good. Wait, what? Fat Man, where he's Santa and 
uh, Goggins is trying to kill him. I sent you the trailer. Don't give me that look. <laughs> Wait, are you frozen? No, 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 I, I'm, no I'm, not, I'm just, I'm dumbstruck. I'm like, wait, what is happening? I don't. He did, he did send us the trailer. I believe it, and I don't know if I didn't watch it or. Yeah, I don't think I don't, he watched it. You would have remembered it if you watched it. Okay, then yeah, I must not have. Or I must have been like, okay, I'll get back to that, and then maybe I didn't. Then, oh, you send it today? Nah, no, nah, this was like six yeah. months ago or something. Oh, jeez, well, I'm sorry. Uh, I like the movie, but it's not very memorable. Well, it, it was like straight to streaming. I mean, I know it was during the pandemic, but it would have been straight to streaming without that, too. Yeah, even straight to streaming Mel Gibson? like it. That to tell you about it. There's a couple. He, he like After the racism thing, he was doing straight to video stuff that went straight to streaming, like Get the Gringo. Got it. Get the gringo. And Beaver. Oh, wow. I don't know what that's about, but you know what. He, you know what it's about. We talked about it when we were doing the show at your house. Yeah. Oh, Listen, that was a lifetime ago. <laughs> like, around, around the kitchen table. <laughs> On a Thursday morning. Right, right. So, okay. okay. Well, I'll tell you in regards to Trials of Loki, I, I really liked this book. Like I, I read it all of them. So uh, basically one one through four. Um, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. Like I love the allusions it makes to the actual myths. And um, I, I like like the character arc it has for Loki and how, you know, he kind of, it, it shows him, um, evolving into the, the like villain basically which is you know like it, it, it's not necessarily um it it's not a, a setup in a way where they're necessarily trying to make you uh, like i guess feel for him you know they're not trying to say like oh you know like yeah, he's the bad guy, but we want you to be on his side. It's just more so like a, a a look at understanding why he is the way he is, and uh, yeah, it 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 made actually a really interesting contrast to watching the the episode of of Loki today because they almost do like the opposite of one another, <laughs> you know. Um, it 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 because this feel it feels like this makes Loki start off. It starts off with Loki as a much more sympathetic character, and by the time you get to the end of it, it's like, oh, you know, this guy is like, you know, try bad for bad sake to a, to a degree, and you just understand what how what journey he went on because you go along with it, or or you go along the journey with him, but. It's it's you know it's a very unapologetic kind of Loki, and yeah, it's, it was pretty cool to me, especially like I bet. But again, I do feel like it is a a certain type of person um, that this might resonate with because I do feel like 
if you like mythology and if you do like, you know, the Vertigo-esque kind of books and you do, you know, are interested in a dive into the psyche of like a, a person that might be considered a villain, like, you know, you kind of need a little bit of all of those in order to appreciate it. Otherwise, you might end up feeling like Jay did, where you're just like, why? Like, why did this book happen? <laughs> so we have a chat a comment. Uh, Hexilla in chat said, oh, Mary's wearing a backwards cap. Trying to bring in that younger audience, eh? Hello, fellow kids. Do you like comics? <laughs> that, that's what it is. I'm I'm sorry, Hex. Heck, I'll, I'll mess around and be age appropriate. There you go. He's uh, he's actually signaling to people that he's a catcher, not a pitcher. Wow, I don't, I don't know if I appreciate the innuendo. Look, I'd just be happy if you got the reference. <laughs> like, <laughs> on either like, level, I got, I got, I got, <laughs> I got the reference of all the levels, and I'm not sure I appreciate any of them. <laughs> Um, I read the the first three. Uh, oh, not, not, I and it's not that I didn't want to keep reading. It's just I just ran out of time. Oh, okay. So I, I read the first three, and I'm just glad that I enjoyed them, especially the first one. The first one I thought was was probably the best. Mm-hmm. I think mostly because if I didn't have like the uh, the title page telling me this is a Loki book, I necessarily wouldn't have thought that was Loki. I would have thought that was just a interesting story up until the point where you realize it's North, Norse mythology and it is Loki. I, I just I, I like the way it was done. Yeah, I like yeah. that we finally get an origin story for not only Mjolnir but also why Lady Sif has doesn't have blonde hair. Mm-hmm. So all good things to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oz, Oz loves his origin of things. <laughs> yeah. thing. And you get the origin of the boat too. Yeah. Yeah. And the spear. And that's what I liked about Loki, the TV show, too, because they give you the origin of DB Cooper. <laughs> Look, that was actually pretty cool. Like it, it just it's a, a weird little thing to kind of put into it, but it makes sense because it's like, yeah. Like we don't know what happened to that dude. So. You know, they did waste time uh, rehashing a conspiracy theory. Nah. I like that that DB Cooper thing actually like messed with all the YouTubers because everybody thought that, that was uh, an example of Loki traveling through time doing different things, and it it's really it's it's Loki's version of Boner. His his version of Boner in Wandavision we had uh where. You had they cast the the guy that played Quicksilver, oh, and it, it ended up being a boner joke. Got that, it. The whole Jimmy Cooper thing that people thought was going to be evidence of Loki t- traveling through time doing mischief right. was not. Ti- I mean, it was mischief, but it wasn't time travel, and it wasn't right. even Loki's idea. Right. That's a really interesting though. The whole idea that. He lost a bet too. I'm like, wait, so what's the like I'm not exactly sure what <laughs> the punishment, like what were they betting on? Why is that the, the I, I, I can't picture Thor 
telling Loki, yeah, I want you to go screw with the humans. No, but I can see it because it's a drinking thing and they drink, you know? Yeah. No, that's true. Drunk door, definitely. Yeah. And that's, and I mean, look, if MCU gets anything, is that Thor likes a drink? Yeah. Mead. Mead. I need to get some Viking blood. It's been a while. It's been a while. Sorry. And I, I did also enjoy about Trials of Loki, like how the like how the four issues all connect. Um, you know, like I, I feel like there's a, a good through line with all of the stories. Uh and you know, of course, I mean they use like the framing kind of mechanic for it. But uh, I mean, again, just it just feel it felt really good to me and really natural and it was interesting to to go on that journey because you know it's like what well, you know i know i wasn't 100 percent sure what they were going to be trying to do but yeah by the time i get to the end i'm like this is really cool i like this a lot so where where is loki in the comics now because last i remember he was kid loki but that was a while ago so i don't know what's happening with him now it's a good question i'm trying to think because this the book, this book, I mean, the first story felt like it could have been contemporary, but I don't think it was. I think Mo said it's an older story. Yeah, yeah. It's not so it, I'm just wondering where in the comics, where is Loki, Loki right now? Last I remember, he was Kid Loki, and he was, he was like the more good deeds he did would undo some of the bad deeds that he done that he's done or something like that. Like he, he was, he was. Doing his penance and kind of turning into the anti-hero. I'm pretty certain that he's not kid. I'm fairly certain he's not kid Loki anymore. He's an adult Loki, but I'm trying to think. I, I can't think of what the last thing I actually saw him in because I'm not. I'm not reading Thor. Um. Right now, and so you know, I'm not sure that I can tell you because I don't think he's been in any of the Marvel books that I'm reading. So, yeah, I'd have to research that. I don't know. You haven't... No one else has seen him in some other books by chance. Or I don't think he's chance. even in the Thor books right now. Yeah, I, I don't know where he is. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I do know, you know, Thor... Or I will say that last time I read Thor, it was definitely on a more cosmic kind of bend. Right, when well, he became like a herald or something. Uh yeah, but I don't think he's a herald anymore. But no, he... after that he like he doesn't become unworthy, but anybody can pick up the hammer. Oh yeah, yeah. That's where he. That's where he's like freaking out, and he throws the hammer with Tony Stark's phone number, and so that's the <laughs> thing. People start blowing up Tony Stark's phone, and then yeah, random ass people are picking up the hammer like nothing. Damn rough out here but that that itself was at least a year ago so i i don't know where it's gone since then yeah um yeah i I couldn't i i don't know like yeah i'm not certain all right Um, so what do we rate this book uh yeah what about you jay what what, what, 
Let's let's go uh, least to highest, right? <laughs> um, I'll give it like a three. Um, it wasn't completely uninteresting. It just wasn't really resonating with me. Um, and I wasn't a fan of the art, especially the cover art. You didn't like the cover? Mm-mm. Nah. Those did not look good to me. But, yeah, because it wasn't completely uninteresting, I would give it a three. Okay. Okay. Uh, how about you, Oz? What would you give it? Uh, a four. I I enjoyed it. I don't think it was perfect. There are definitely a lot of slow portions in it, I guess. Uh, but it, it was. I do, I do recommend people pick it up. What what's the what's the price of this book? I guess is the real question. It's like eight ninety nine or something. Yeah, I think it, I okay. think it's I think it's seven ninety nine. But it's like for, yeah, like for comics. comics. It's for comics. So four comics for nine bucks. I mean, if it's an old story, like Mo said, I think that price point's a little high, and that might affect the rating. Like, I, it would be more than three and a half at full retail price. If you can get it on eBay or something for like half off, definitely pick it up. If you can get it digital for a lower price, then definitely, you know, check it out. It's worth a read. Digital. Yeah. I believe it is like seventy nine. <laughs> a dollar discounted is not enough to give bump it back up to four. Gotcha. I would say at least half of if it's eight ninety nine, four ninety nine is probably like that top edge. For for but I mean for what well I guess I hear you because you're saying, yeah, it might have a high page count, but if their pages from ten years ago. Right, it's not a new story. Right. No, but if it was a trade paperback, it'd be fifteen bucks. It depends true. on how long it's been sitting there. I've gotten some great deals right. on trades. Right, but I'm we're talking about cover price because that that could be said about this too. <laughs> yeah. Right, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Cover price is too much. Yeah. It's not. It's not that. It's not that great to justify the cover price. Um, if you have Comicsology Unlimited. Uh, you get the fifteen percent discount, which brings it yeah. down to six seventy nine. And if you use the Marvel Magnum code twenty, you can add another twenty percent off. On top of that, they stack. Yeah, they look. I got like seventy five dollars worth of Silver Surfer books for like six dollars. Wow. Yeah. See, all those books, five out of five, great deal. <laughs> <laughs> Most Magnum. What would you rate Trials of Loki? Uh, I would do Marvel Tales. Uh, look, this one I didn't finish it, but it, it's a four, man. I like I, I would even go with a five. I love the art and I love the covers. Uh it, it's just it's a vertigo book. <laughs> like they, they did a vertigo book. And you know, uh Aguirre Sacasa is like a really like good writer. Like when he writes a character, he knows how to do it. Uh, in a way that's different than what everybody else is doing. You know, he wrote Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man in the late '90s. It was good. He did, you know, the Afterlife with Archie and all those. Like he's the one. He's the reason you got like Riverdale TV. You know, 
So he's he's a they. I mean, he fixed that Spider Man musical. You know, <laughs> they got rid of Swiss Miss. Um, so he knows what he's doing, and uh, this is no surprise that I enjoyed this. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you know, as far as as far as I'm concerned, um, uh, you know, I I think I'd rate it like I think I'd give it a four point five. Uh, it, it's definitely not perfect, but it does a lot of stuff really well to me. I mean, again, I feel like if we're talking about that Venn diagram of all the different pieces that you need to appreciate this book i fit in just about all of them so you know full disclosure it's like you know but the fact of the matter is um it's just a, a story handled really well and i like that it takes it puts a fresh coat on some old myths and it's cool like i mean even just small things like the way that they do like the the costume uh and and character design and change it throughout the ages and you know by the time you get to the end you basically have well i should say the end but you know there's a point where you kind of get thor in a more classic outfit and you get loki and what would be considered a, a a more classic outfit um, and yeah, like it, it kind of transitions throughout time. So it's, it's good stuff. I, I liked it a lot. I enjoyed, uh, the characterizations. I enjoyed the story. I did like the art as well. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a 4.5 out of five. And real quick, let me just go ahead and share this cover. So, um, you all can just see what it is that we were talking about. So you can judge for yourselves in regards to, you know, if you think it's a cover worthwhile or not. But yeah, that's the cover. And you know, like I said, just a frame of reference. Like it's basically Loki uh holding Mjolnir out in front of him. Uh but you know, there's a little bit of style to it. And it's one of these things where I could definitely see like maybe not everyone feeling that. I know for me, I personally, like, it caught my eye. I, I thought it was a cool and interesting cover. But it's always good to hear additional opinions. So, cool. All right. Chance, you want to talk about some news? Yeah, man. Comic book news. We should have a, like, uh... Like her, well, not not like that, but like. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, we had a quick question in chat, real quick. Uh, yeah. Tiger Claw, what do you guys think of Loki being gender fluid? Is is he gender fluid in the show, or is he gender fluid? His, his on his record under sex is said gender fluid. Which, oh. I mean, considering that he there are books where he's Lady Loki, you know, it, he's a shapeshifter, he can be whatever the hell he wants, right? Right, makes sense. I know, yeah. I know he's that. 
he also comes from the land of the frost giants. So if you get him hot enough, he'll melt for you. No matter what you are. I don't know. Like I know for me, I I've never once really thought much about uh Loki's gender, so but uh, yeah, I guess yeah, if you're a shapeshifter, I guess it does make sense that your gender fluid too. Right? Yeah. Plus yeah. it's like if he bangs like uh you know somebody from a different planet that doesn't isn't like male female type gender structure mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's technically fucking a different gender right I, I yeah i don't know it's outside of my realm so all right what do we want to talk about first news wise there's a a leaked photo from what is it? Titan season three that shows Raven's new costume? How's it look? Does it though? Eh, look, I'm gonna share it for you right now. Let's see. You, you be the judge. We'll be the judge. I think it shows. Uh, uh, what's uh, what's Starfire sister's name? Blackfire. Yeah, black. It shows her costume. That should be the leak. Yeah. But that's her new costume. So, nothing. Yeah. Mean, <laughs> she's still goth. She still has a bad wig. Is it? Is it the the scarf? Or is she not wearing that? Before? I think that's a that's like a collar, like a like a monk robe. The thing is, even if it's just regular ass clothes, it's not what she was wearing last season, right? So that's technically a new costume. Last season they cut out a like a better costume that was a little bit more comic accurate. Well, I mean, there's a difference between costume and regular ass clothes, right? Yeah, but that's yeah. What, I mean what I'm saying is like it, it this is her new look for the yeah, character. Regular ass clothes. Okay. Again, I think Blackfire is uh, should be the story. Yeah, but it, nobody cares about her. Why is she black? Because all the, all the all the Tamaranians are black, I guess, in this show. They're not orange, they're black. They got orange undertones. No, no, they don't. <laughs> like it's her name, not her color. Like, it's both now, Jay. It's both. Oh my god, all these blacks are like fucking everywhere. Like <laughs> what? What like, does that even mean? I started you know what it means. season of Supergirl and McGann is black. Who? McGann, Martian uh Martian girl. Oh, why wouldn't she be black? Because she's white. Like she's literally white. Almost every time we see her. Even when she's in human form. Yeah, in human form, she's white. And in a regular form, she's white. But there's no reason for her to be black. Well, but isn't she supposed to be the niece of the other dude that's black already? Yeah. So, not what makes her to be black? It's not her biological niece. Yeah, she's a white Martian. Niece, niece through marriage? No, just because she's here on Earth. Niece-in-law? 
I think like, on the show, they, I think on the show, they get to a point where they're gonna bone. Who? Uh, Martian Manhunter and and Magan. What? Martian girl. I'm sorry, it's Mr. Martian. Like it's like your your pre- prejudicial rage got the better of you. You're like <laughs> ah, the blacks. I don't know, Miss Martian. <laughs> Why is she black? She should not be black. Like it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's like, how many black people are on TV now? What? He's like, thirteen percent. Nah, <laughs> cut that in half. <laughs> I I don't think he cares as long as it's not the characters he likes. I mean, like, I mean no- the point is, she's supposed to be orange. I think. What? Starfire and they're, they're supposed to be orange. Right. Tamarians are orange. That's the thing. They're all orange. Well, not all of them. Like some are white. The good ones. How, how do you say orange in Spanish? Anaranjado. Oh, damn. Okay. What? I was like, I was like, isn't there a Spanish word that, that, uh, well, Anaranjado like is saying a person or a thing is orange. Just orange is naranja. So this naranja chick is over here running around. Ra- okay, oh, that wasn't as funny as I thought it would be. Freaking naranjas ruining him. Yeah. He's gonna get reinstated in. August. <laughs> oh, dang. So okay. Oh, hey. I'm sorry, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm more offended that that Raven is the story of that image because that's that was the first shot of of uh, that other costume that I'd seen. Yeah. Wait, was she? You know, too. Uh, not fully in costume, just kind of like the the actress was there as a as a hologram who talked to to Starfire, but not like in full. You, you didn't see the full outfit on her. You just kind of saw, like, you know, the communication, like, a, fa- a FaceTiming on the spaceship. Okay. Cool. I'm to watch that. So did you hear um, about the the Blue Beetle news? Blue Beetle movie news? No, what happened? It said that Blue Beetle movie is going to go... Uh, exclusively to HBO Max. Oh, good. We're back the right horse. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I don't know, like, but I, I was under the impression that that was supposed to be a movie that was going to come to theaters. I don't know whatever so, gave you that impression. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, I thought Warner Brothers I mean, was going to be that Theaters weren't coming back. Huh? Theaters aren't coming back. Even before the pandemic, I I knew yeah. I was gonna hit the theaters. Really? I, I wish I could be as optimistic as you, Lawrence. I I just don't. I didn't see it. But don't because then people will laugh at you. <laughs> that was happening when I'm turning away. Yeah. It's like, like, or am I just laughing so loud I don't realize they're laughing at me and not with yeah, me? Yeah, you think they're laughing? Happening? Yeah, you think they're laughing with you? Oh, sheesh! All this time. Like yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna laugh and start slapping folks. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but yeah, so I, you know, I know Jay and I, like, you know, we were talking about this and, you know, what, 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 what was your insight, Jay? Or what was your thought on it? Like, I don't feel like HBO Max is established enough for that to be like a good thing. Like if you go directly to Netflix, you know, you know, that's a kind of like a big deal. They have the gravitas to say, where something's coming directly to Netflix, like it's not necessarily a detriment on that uh, movie. And I think if it's going directly to HBO Max, like they're not at the point where that's not a detriment. Like it's kind of like when a movie goes straight to Amazon Prime, it's like, well, they tried. I mean, and I don't think even HBO Max is even at that level. Like, that movie just failed to get made. Like, if you're going direct to HBO Max. Did they already make the Blue Beetle movie, or is it something that they're going to make and then put to, to HBO Max? I don't think they've even, like, casted it. I don't think they've shot it. Oh, yeah. Then there's yeah. definitely, that. that's definitely a knock on it. Um, even if it was to Netflix or anything. <laughs> you I know? I can't speak for the writing or the acting of the movie or the plot, but I don't think the effects are going to be movie theater quality. I think CW is about the level you're going to get of effects. Yeah. Really? Even though it's going to be on HBO Max? Like, I feel like. Yeah. Well, they're already setting the bar low for themselves. How so? By putting that expectation. Like, it's a movie that, you know, it's a DC superhero movie. But we're going to do it straight to this, so we don't have to spend that much to make it, you know. But I kind of feel like HBO has like a a, a brand to protect, right? Not now, not with HBO Max. I mean, oh. clearly they don't care about the brand like they used to because half the shit on there is like ridiculous ass, like basic cable shit, you know. So it's it's not the, the level of quality of programming that HBO had, it, it got muddied and they lost a lot of credibility with me in particular when once HBO Max took over. I mean just switching the color scheme to purple was like terrible. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like that auto- automatically seems like something that will buy a target. Dang. Wow, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see, you know, but Facebook, I have kind Facebook of about that. that. Agree with Moses. Oh, yeah. There you go. Facebook user. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, was it Mike Zuckerberg? Thank you, Zuck. <laughs> you yeah. That's that is. <laughs> excited to see uh, Batwing make his debut. I am. Uh, I don't know if I would say excited. Batwoman, though, right? Yeah. Like, I'm excited. I can't wait. I listen. I like that character, and I would like to see that character in live action. I don't know if I could watch Batwoman to do it, though. I think. <laughs> I, 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 I think if you if you saw what they did to Luke Fox on this show, I don't think you'd be so eager. I mean, oh, Luke, really? Luke Fox in this show. Is basically just there to like show that women are better than men. I guess you know he's the he's the computer guy of the, the, the show, show, right? 
yeah, he's he's the guy in the chair. He's supposed to be, you know, the, the best at, at what he does. And he gets kidnapped at one point, and literally they get a 16-year-old girl uh shows up into the back cave and uh, like just spends like a minute talking about how crappy all the equipment is in the back cave and how, how easy it is for her to like she just takes over. I th- I honestly thought they were gonna replace him at that point. The way she just took to, to like she did everything that he did it within like minutes. And he's really just been there on the show for to be wrong. And, and you know, whenever he has an idea, season one, Ruby Rose would disagree and ultimately she would be right. And I, I don't know. I I like Batwing, but this Luke Fox, like I I he hasn't earned it. That he he hasn't fought. He's never he's never been in a fight. I can't picture. How's gonna be battling if he's never if he can't fight? But you know what? I, uh, Ryan Wilder. I've never like they they mentioned that she knows martial arts, and she's Batwoman. So, it. it, it I think that like, they, they introduce her and they talk like because that's the new Batwoman, right? Yeah. It. They, 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 it's like one line where they say, "Hey, you, you know martial arts, right?" And that's yeah. it. You, you never see her training. Like, I, don't, I mean, I guess what it, I'm saying it, 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 it's not like it's not like uh like Arrow, where yeah. like season one Diggle is training with with uh with with Arrow, mm-hmm. and then it's a natural progression for him to be out in the field. Yeah, and he's not as good as Arrow. That's why he has a gun. But he's still a, he's still a superhero in his own right. Like he's earned it. Even right. in Supergirl, the uh, the sister who is now a hero, like she she was an agent. She was a top agent, and she's out there kicking ass. She's got the training. You see her training. Luke Fox, like has I don't think he's ever thrown a punch this whole series. Yeah. And now he's gonna be Batwing. I just I, I don't. I, yeah. I don't yeah, no, I I would agree with you on that. Like, if, if the character's been around for two seasons now and wasn't fighting before, like, unless, unless you know, like, Did- it seems weird that he would be qualified to go out and start fighting people now. Unless, of course, I mean, technically, I guess the, the Batwing suit is a suit of armor, right? Like, I guess it could have... Yeah, and I guess, in, in all fairness, so. even the Batwoman suit, like I said before, is apparently made of Kryptonian skin because... <laughs> It can survive anything, and if you're in it, you survive anything too. There you go. Heck in chat, the training and karate are for. Mm, he censored himself for men. Mm. Okay, but um, isn't there like an episode where they they actually attack Luke Fox and he can't do anything? Yeah, when he gets kidnapped, they kick his ass. <laughs> and and he, and he gets kidnapped because he goes out in the field after Ruby Rose told him not to because he's wrong. I like when Ed, when Oz called him between in our pre But you know what? And um, Superman was the same thing. Like whenever he showed up, was just to like tell you that Supergirl was better than him. And that that was really like all he would do in any episode. 
But you know what? Superman and Lois came out, and he's amazing in that, the way he's written, way better. So I don't know. Maybe they, they will change it in the next episode or two, even though they have the same writers that have been horrible since season one. Like when, when we heard project yourselves to that show week in and week out. When we heard they were going to replace Ruby Rose, that was my my whole thing was I told you guys if they don't change the writing staff, it's not going to yeah. get better and they didn't. Yeah. They got a better actress. She's way better than Ruby Rose, but the writing just is it's still crap. Yeah. These people don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> Cuz they don't rehash a movie. Right, exactly. But Loki, eh. <laughs> like, that's fair. I mean, that says it all. That says it all. Say again? Like, Loki has a chance to get better. Mm. Everyone can nail the first episode. Yeah. Yeah, like, Batwoman sure nailed the first episode. Yeah, what, what episode made you fall in love with Batwoman? Like, where, where did they start nailing it? Um, I believe it was like the third or fourth episode of season two. Like, remember, I didn't start at the beginning. Like, I didn't watch any of season one Batwoman. So, like, all that pain you went through, I did not share that. Um, And I just started from season two. And yeah, I hated her at first because she's annoying. And black. And black. <laughs> Eventually, she gets better. Uh, Okay. The the actress is fine. The show is just bad. (laughs) Badly written. Oz likes it because they give you an origin for Kryptonian skin. And and the costume never quite looks right. Eh, It looks fine. The costume's fine. Not that hair. Thank you, Hut. It, it it bugs me that they made such a big deal that uh, when Javicia Leslie took over that she would make it her own. And really, the only thing that changed was the wig. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the old one would be a better wig or not. But either way, I'm just like, eh. But who knows? I might, I might try to tune in for a Batwing episode. Like, when is that actually happening? Next year, I would say like in the next couple of episodes, because they they just got to the point where uh, they made uh, they made him feel guilty for not getting involved and just being the guy in the chair, and so he tries to get involved and gets shot, and so he gets out of the hot he's out of the hospital now, and I'm guessing he's gonna to to be bulletproof. Man, I don't know what like 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 so, that's literally what happened, right, Jay? You're caught up. I'm behind. Oh well, yeah. The first time, like he, he spoilers something, like he ends up getting shot. And do they feel bad after that, or are they just like, man, you need to get good? <laughs> no, because the the guy that that shot him was uh, was white and and well, not a cop, but the crows. So. It, that that's what the episode becomes. I, I, don't, I don't understand what that means. 
The crows are like a paramilitary police force. Yeah. Like privatized. Okay. So it becomes a, uh, hey, this, this guy was a racist cop story. Oh, is that what is really? They shot him like for nothing? Uh, he, It's one of those he's pulling out a cell phone. He had skills. The guy yells gun and shoots him. Oh, he, had, shoot. he had skills in the cowl. <laughs> Jeez. Not funny, man. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> All three of you fuckers laughed. I'm just like you sensitive fucks. Because of the level, like the level of writing previously, I'm not sure that this show should be tackling that issue. <laughs> no, they do it poorly. Like they never set up that the guy's a racist. Like he just hates criminals. Like that episode, the the guy that he wants to kill. Is white, so it's like he just he just doesn't like criminals in general. But the the uh, Batwoman team all think well, he he shot a black guy, so he's clearly racist. Well, because they're racist. It's like you, you clearly never set up that this dude's a racist. You know, like give me two scenes where he's like, oh yeah, that guy was black. He he had a coming or so. Give me something, you know. <laughs> But just because he, he shot, him. I just thought he would look like a criminal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like like they try they try to say, well, the, the the white guy that was actually stealing the car, like he ran and they never chased him. I'm sitting there like, dude, there was one guy, and he shot the dude. I'm pretty sure he has to be there like to stem the blood flow while the paramedics show up at least, right? He's not gonna just leave this guy bleeding out while he runs after the other guy. Well, hey. So they're prejudging him based on the color of his skin and his occupation. I, I, I see what they were what they were doing. What I, I see what they were trying to do. It's just poorly done. This writing team is awful. Yeah. I've seen I've seen that that play out. Like I've seen that written way better than 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 this show did it. And I can't wait to hear Joe's review when he gets to to these episodes. <laughs> Because I, I want to hear how he enjoys these. Why do I watch this show? Because <laughs> it's the only DC you get. Yeah, Diggle's supposed to show up. And oh, they're ruining that thing too. Oh my god, I have no hope for the Green Lantern. <laughs> have you heard what they're doing with Diggle? Mm-mm. Okay, well, and I can call him Diggle. Technically, he's John Stewart. Yeah, I do remember that. At the end of the uh, Arrow TV show, Ring just lands in front of him and he opens the well a box that he opens. It already weird that it's in a box. It's a it's a fucking Green Lantern ring. It's in a box that he opens and like green light shines on his face. Um, he's gonna he's gonna be in every Arrow. Like his his arc is gonna is gonna go through through those. Apparently, from what I've what I've been reading about, what he's going to do is he rejected the ring, which makes sense. Look, he's just dealt with some cra- the crisis craziness. I he just wants to be with his family. I, I get that. Fine, reject the ring, but they make it seem like it's affecting him. Like he's he's got like headaches or like the people writing this story do not understand what the hell a Green Lantern ring is, and I know. Mo was 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 mad about how Alan Scott is gonna is gonna say the the uh, traditional oath 
for the Green Lanterns. And even though, yeah, I, I did point out that Alan Scott has used it. I can see where Mo is coming from because I don't believe that the people writing writing this Alan Scott realize that there's a difference. And that Alan Scott isn't really technically a Green Lantern. He's just called Green Lantern. I'm not going to see nothing about no Starheart. It's... Uh... <laughs> In any case, we should probably move on to final thoughts. Uh, I got a well. I want to hear your new story that you posted, Joe, in, in our pre-production because I couldn't read it because my ad blocker wouldn't let that site <laughs> about the Pride thing challenge. Oh right. Uh, okay, so the uh, I didn't injustice. Right. So the mobile injustice game had an event for Pride Month, and they had like three different challenges to do throughout the month. And the first of those challenges was beating Poison Ivy. And people were quick to point out that beating up a bisexual character in celebration of Bi Month was kind of tone deaf. Yeah, and they quickly apologized, and but he still had to do it. Just in shock that, like, it's an amount of tone deafness that you don't normally reach. Like, yeah, really ridiculous. And the other two challenges were like less offensive, but people were just like. Like, how the fuck? <laughs> we did end up apologizing pretty quickly. Did they remove the challenge, though? Uh, they did change the challenge. Okay. You got to give Poison Ivy hugs? <laughs> it should be that you win battles using her, right? I guess. Ideally. Like, or give her a fair wage or health care or don't make laws of discrimination. <laughs> you know, she could be in the military. <laughs> she could go to nursing school with a, 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 an average scholarship. Yeah. 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 It, it was just a fiasco. That is crazy. We apologized and yeah. Just really bad. Heck in the chat says the second challenge is create a rainbow with all the green, all the lantern rings. There it is. I mean, if you do that, you end up with a white one. Well, look. A white pride myth, right? That, that's what Rainer Whoa. did. Whoa. And that's something Injustice would do. Like, it's in the name. Injustice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, any more uh, news one last new story. They they revealed the the new um, Shazam uh, costume, and they shrank the lightning bolt to yeah. like not even a, a Mary Marvel shirt. Has <laughs> it that small? And I think it's to not use padding on him. And uh, but people love it online. They love it. They say it looks yeah, more like you know, like you fucking idiots. And well, then. They took some of the padding off the collar, so it's not as obvious, and it's not yeah. as 
lucky as the other one. Right. Wait, why does the lightning bolt being smaller make there less padding? Well, it makes your shoulders look bigger, like the same way a V-neck does. But if you wear an open ass shirt to your navel, it, it it does the opposite effect. If you don't, if you have small shoulders, it's like when you date a girl with small hands, right? <laughs> or guy in this Pride Month, right? Or guy, sure. I, I know that. that like, I like oh, go ahead, Jay. I don't like it. Uh, it looks. It does look better with the cape. I'll give people that. Like people, when when they when you put the cape on it, I didn't see that. Uh, I can see if I can find it real quick. But while you're looking uh, for that, I made a little thing for our Instagram that I would share here in case you don't follow us. Because when I actually saw this picture, and I know I know Alex Ross did this, like he posted this picture in reaction to this without saying anything. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so then I just made a little what I got from Wish Me. And uh, yeah, it, it that lightning bolt. I mean, I've seen Mary Marvel shirts with uh, <laughs> with a bigger lightning bolt, yeah, but yeah, it's you know, I can't pack on muscle like he, he's got he's a lanky guy, he's, so he's had to he would have to pack on like two you know, 150 pounds of muscle to look super heroic. If you, if, you know, the way that Captain Marvel looks or Shazam, if you want to call him that, but I want to see what he looks like standing next to the rock in his costume. Look, oh, Lord. I want to see. I want to see what he stands next. What he looks like standing next to Larry now. Larry's all fit. <laughs> like when, when he fights, uh, Black Adam. Like Black Adams, I I guarantee his outfit's actually gonna like take damage. And you're gonna see like his actual bustle coming through, but Jazam's costumes is gonna be perfect the whole time. Like it's never no tears. Yeah, you know, I mean, he looks he looks bigger. Yeah, he looks bigger because they they also put that, that belt like Steve Urkel up to his like abdomen. Yeah. So it makes his yeah. shoulders look bigger, you know? Because yeah. he's a he's a he's a, his limbs are long. It's hard to pack muscle in those. I get it. But fuck you had a core quarantine to pack on muscle. <laughs> I did it with sandbags and like cement. <laughs> like you can't yeah. do it with your fucking rich guy gym at your home. Yeah. Hey, can't be mad at that. And I did it eating beans and rice. Yeah. No excuses. Right, I'm a... <laughs> and that, that's the thing. I'm not playing a superhero. Nobody's looking at me to be a superhero or a role model for that matter. But, um, but yeah, he's playing a superhero. Fucking take your creatine, eat your two yeah. chickens a day, and lift fucking weights. And read the fucking yeah. comments. Yeah, it's not it's not forever. It's it's just, just I mean you look at the dude the dude from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Rob McKelleny. <laughs> like he got fat, he gained 70 pounds for one season, and then for the next season he dropped it all and got really buff. You know? And uh and he like he if he didn't look so baby faced, he could be a superhero. Mm. And he's got a good show called Mythic Quest you should watch. That's uh, Apple Plus, right? Yeah. yeah. I want to see that, but I don't have that. Bad. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, Jay, why don't you give me some final thoughts, buddy? 
Superman and Lois still good, surprisingly. <laughs> That's the end. the end. Most Magnum. Final thoughts. Uh, we're giving away a copy of Fantastic Four Life Story number four, but you got to be a subscriber. You got to subscribe, like the bell, because that video review is coming up soon in our one shot series. So be on the lookout for that. Sounds good. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We will be back next week. Until then, go ahead, like, subscribe, hit the bell notification, follow, friggin' join all of our stuff. Uh, hit us in the comments, too. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to see more of. We would really appreciate it. We're the Fantastic Forum, and until next time, we will, uh, I don't know, be reading comments? That makes sense to me. I don't know. I don't know what y'all doing. I'm reading comments. Oh, okay, still me. Never mind. All right, we're out. <laughs>